0: Possessions, we think more of them than they're actually worth. And if you try to sell them, you may get a little bit of money, but you probably won't get as much as you think your items are worth for probably just about anything that you have. Um, it doesn't matter whether it's a big item like your car or your house or whether it's a little item like a, a dress or a pair of slacks or something. But God puts a worth on us. God values you. In Mark chapter 8 verse 36 it puts it in a little bit of perspective where he says what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? If you were a rich man and you had all the money that you needed in the whole world and you could buy anything that you want, what in the world would the profit be? Because when you die, you're not taking nothing with you. Bill Gates, Elon Musk, all those guys, they're going to die the same as you and I are going to die one of these days and they're not taking nothing with them. And they're all going to stand before a just God and find out where they're going to go. When you die, all of your personal possessions will be worth nothing. Somebody else is going to get them. Your soul is worth more, though, than all the possessions added together in the whole world. If you gain the whole world and lose your own soul, you've lost. What are you worth? You're you're worth what a person is willing to pay for it, for you. Do you know a father told his daughter that he had a gift for her and that he bought it a long time ago. And he's going to give it to her now. And she thought, "Uh uh-oh, it's old. I wonder what it is. And he gave it to her and it was a vehicle. And he said, I want you to take this vehicle down to the used car lot and ask them what they'll give you for it. So she took that old junk car down to the car lot and the guy said he'd give her $1,500. She went home, told her dad that he said he would give me $1,500 for that old junk heap out there. Wow! And he said, no, I don't want you to quit there. I want you to go down to the pawn shop and I want you to ask them what they'll give you for the car. So she took the car down to the pawn shop and asked them, and that guy said, listen, this car is pretty rusty, and this car is pretty old. We'll give you $500 for it. So she came home and said, Dad, it's getting worse. It's only $500 is what they said that it was worth. He said, well, we're not done yet. I want you to uh, take this car and take it down to the old car club that they have and they gather all these these old jalopies together every once in a while. Take it down there and show them and ask two or three of those guys what they think that they would give you for it. And she came home and her eyes were bugging out and she says, Dad, there were several people down at that place that said they would give me a $100,000 for that old junk, junk, pile of junk out there. And so, what is that car worth? Well, to one guy it's worth 1,500. To one, it was worth 500. To some others, it was worth 100,000 dollars. Your worth depends on who you're selling it to. You're, the value of something is determined by uh, how much the individual that's going to buy it is willing to pay. And her dad told her, he says, You know, the right place will value you a lot, but the wrong place will not put much value on you. So you need to make sure that you get to the right place to where somebody that will appreciate you and thank God for you. Now, here in this church, You'll find what God has paid for you. And you'll fall in love with this place. You'll fall in love with your preacher preaching the word of God. You'll fall in love with the standards that it has here. You'll fall in love with the doctrines from the word of God that's here. Uh, And folks, we will fall in love here if we will get our heads screwed on straight. You know, you say, you'll get to the place to where you'll say, I want to be faithful to God. I want to do all I can to honor the Lord Jesus Christ here at Freedom Baptist Church. And you know, the question is, were some of these people, Trying to scam this little girl, <clears throat> the guy that offered fifteen hundred dollars. Now there are a lot of people that'll try to scam you in the world, and <clears throat> could be that the used car dealer knew it was worth a lot of money. <clears throat> but uh, in this world, people will try to hurt you. Others will try to mess with the value of your life. You're worth a lot to God. You are worth a lot to the Lord. Others who just don't know the value of you, you don't know the value of yourself and they maybe just honestly don't know what you're worth. But you know, some people, they believe that they're a product of evolution. They believe that they, their ancestor called up out of a swamp somewhere and evolved and evolved and pretty soon became a monkey and then you evolved from that and you used to be a monkey. And... You know, but i believe the bible that one day god took at the dust of the earth and he formed adam in his own image and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and then a little bit later he put adam to sleep and took one of his ribs and made a woman do you know that adam married the most beautiful woman in the whole world and you and i trace it all the way back. We're all related to Adam. You know, in the Bible, you'll find out your true value. You'll find out the value that God places upon you. You'll understand your value and you'll Get really involved in Freedom Baptist Church, and you'll really grow in the Lord, become a giant Christian, and you'll make this church a part of your life, and you'll make the Bible a part of your life, you'll read the Word of God, and you'll hide God's Word in your heart that you might not sin against the Lord, and you'll grow in the Lord. Uh, You know, no one in the world has ever valued you as much as God the Father values you. Who was it that loved you so much that he sent his only begotten son? God's the only one that did that. We just quoted John 3.16 a little bit ago and you saw that that was true. I would love to tell you what I think of Jesus Since I found in him a friend so strong and true I'd tell you how he changed my life completely He did something no other friend could do No one ever cared for me like jesus no one else could take the sin and darkness from me oh how much he cared for me you know if you want to value others while you're on this earth which is the part of what that's part of what you and i are supposed to be doing um, the great commandment is, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And the second is likened to it, love thy neighbor as thyself. I have met very few people in my life that have obeyed either one of those commandments. But it takes some real character to love your neighbor as yourself how much do we love other people i went to africa on a mission's trip many years ago and landed at abidjan cote d'ivoire the capital of the ivory coast and a missionary picked me up and i was riding in the back of an extended cab pickup and the missionary and his wife were in the front and as we were going down the road, there were people walking down the highway both directions because a lot of people didn't have cars in Africa or don't have cars in Africa. And uh, all the ladies were carrying things on their head. They had these, and some of them were carrying 100 pounds of stuff or more, even more on the top of their head as they were walking from town to town the men, they didn't carry nothing. I thought that was a pretty good idea. We ought to bring that over here to America, you know. But just joking, ladies, just joking. Um, But um, uh, the, the ladies were carrying all these things, and I was riding along watching all these people. And I said to our missionary, do you know, Brother Missionary, every one of these people are a soul for whom Jesus died. And he said, that's right, preacher. And we drove down the road about another, we were going about 350 miles from the airport, and a few more miles, and God spoke to my heart, and he said to me, he said, you little hypocrite. You've been in America all these years. And you've drove, driven by millions of people. And you've never said one time in America, all of these people are a soul for whom Jesus died. And I got under conviction. I thought, I better start caring for people in America the way I ought to. Why do I have to go to a foreign field in order to care for a lost soul somewhere? You know, we can't value Another soul, another people like we should until we find out how much God values you. Not long ago, there was a saying going around, and you all heard it Black Lives Matter. You've heard that. Yes, Black Lives Matter. But perhaps there's some out there who are not being valued like they should be valued. But somebody else cried, Blue Lives Matter. That's the police officers, and yes, the police officers matter too. I even have a little sign on the back of my trailer that I pull on the back of my RV that says "Police lives matter." Hopefully, that a police will notice that if they ever stop me, uh, you know, with the with the thing, and uh, then they say, "Oh, yeah, I won't give him a ticket," you know. But uh, you know, but. I'm sure thankful for police, though, and glad that you can call them whenever you're in trouble and you need some help and so on. And so I love them and respect them and and, uh, and so on, except when they're behind me and they're getting ready to turn that red light on, then I don't love them quite as much right then at that particular moment. You know, uh, when I was a teenager, uh, I had a 1965 GTO convertible, red with a white top, chrome wheels, chrome valve covers, and chrome air cleaner, and, and a four-speed hearse transmission on the floor. And uh, every time I went by a policeman, he'd turn around and follow me. Man, I got more tickets than when I was 17 and 18 years old than in my whole life, all put together. Man, I even got a ticket one time on the way home from paying a ticket. So, uh, uh, at that... <laughs> That particular time of my life, I didn't appreciate police as much as I should. But you know, others say all lives matter. Let me just say, you matter to God. We need to understand that God loves everyone. God values people. I may not know much about you. But I want you to know that you are valuable to God Almighty. God loves you. So you matter to God and you matter to me. Years ago, there was a show on TV. It might even be still on there. I don't watch TV hardly ever anymore. Hardly ever see anything on TV. But there was a show called uh, the Antique Roadshow. Some of you may have seen that, maybe watched it and so on. It started in England many years before it came to America, but it's been in America for a while, and it it may still be on the air. I don't know. But uh, people would bring their old items to the antique road show, and they would uh, get them appraised, and they would tell them how much a particular item was worth, and and it was an interesting show. Uh, But there was a girl named Clara Beckman. I don't know who she was, but it just came across her name. And, and she went to a yard sale. Uh, ladies love yard sales. And they had a whole bunch of them in Lyons area yesterday. Probably had a bunch of them over here. But uh, uh, she found a little table. It was just a little bitty table. And the guy had a price of $30 on it. Well, she talked to the guy there, and she talked him down to $25. So she bought that little table for $25. And it just so happened that within the next few weeks, the antique road show came to her area of the country. And she thought, I'm going to take that little table down there just for the fun of it to see what they'll tell me. And so she did. And uh, the guy appraised that thing. And do you know that he appraised that little $25 table for $250,000? She was Bug-eyed Man, she couldn't believe that. And she took it to Southby's in New York City and had it auctioned off. And she was not, he was not right on that estimate. That particular little table brought, brought $541,212, I believe is what it was that that, that table brought. And, and so... Uh, whoops! I'm going the wrong pay, wrong direction there on my notes. Uh, but uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, they had the antique road show. Went there one time, and uh, this guy named Patrick Felipe, or Felipe, or however you say his name, he had a pocket watch. And he took that pocket watch to the Antique Roadshow, and the guy looked at it, and it was a a, a real nice watch and so on. And he had it appraised before somewhere, and the guy said it was worth $6,000. And so uh, uh, so at the Antique Roadshow, he also appraised that watch with a value of $250,000, one pocket watch. So he took it also to Southby's and had them auction it off. And the auctioneer was a little off on what he valued that. Because he got $1,541,000 for that watch. That pocket watch. Wow. Now you're going to start looking for pocket watches at yard sales. (laughs) Right? Um, But here we are today at Freedom Baptist Church heavenly appraisers here today and you say what am I worth God takes a look at you he knows your weaknesses he knows your sin he knows any secret sins in your life he knows all of your faults he knows everything about you he knows when you lose your temper he knows when you're thinking bad thoughts What are you worth to God? You are worth the exchange of God's greatest treasure. Jesus Christ. The Son of God who came to die in your place so that you could receive Christ as your Savior. What is the reality of your worth? Well, pretend that birds could talk and you went outside early in the morning and heard the birds chirping and singing and they say listen to me a minute the birds do they say my life is not perfect but I can sing God looks after me and there is a God that looks after you but you know that he values you more than he values me Shouldn't you be the one that's singing? Matthew ten twenty nine says, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall to the ground without your father, but the very hairs of your head are numbered. Fear ye not, ye are of more value than many sparrows. So a sparrow, <laughs> worth a half a farthing. Not much. But he can sing. Little Sparrow, how much God values you. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. It was a wonderful person that, if it was a wonderful person that Christ died for, we would say, oh, I understand. They were a wonderful person. But it wasn't a wonderful person that Christ died for. It was you. And you're not a wonderful person. You're a sinner. You deserve to go to hell. I just, compared to God, we're vile. Compared to God, we're no good. There was a a story about a railroad track. It came down and then the railroad track, track split. And there was a switch there that made the train go one way or the other. Imagine you're standing there and you are put in charge of the switch. The train is coming. And your little girl, your little baby girl is tied to one direction. And the most vile, ungodly man on the earth was tied to the other section. And the train's coming. Which way are you going to switch it? Well, obviously, you're not going to let your daughter die. You're going to let the train run over the crook. Let's change the scenario just a minute. Let's put God the Father at the switch. And put Jesus Christ on one side. Tied to the track. And put you on the other side. Tied to the track. Here comes the train. God the Father. Who are you going to let die? You? Or Jesus Christ. God said. I'm going to give my son. So that this one can repent. Maybe they'll never repent. Maybe they'll never pay any attention to me. Maybe they won't. But maybe they will. And he lets his son get killed. So that you. Would have a chance of trusting. The shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And be saved. Think about it. Oh, how we need to put things in the right perspective. You know, God took his son, let him die in your place. That's the reality of your worth. What's your reaction whenever you hear about that and and you know about what your worth is? The reaction from one who knows that, uh, who's known God for a long time. And many of you have been saved for years and years and years you sat and listened to the great music this morning that we sang. All kinds of wonderful songs that we sang. And you were reminded of how good God is and then you heard people lift their voice up and pray and we had the opportunity to put an offering in the offering plate and give to God a portion of what he's given to us and and you say in your mind, I'm not gonna waste my life running after the things of this world. That money could buy. I'm going to put God first in my life. And I'm going to run after the things of God. And let him control my life. And let him lead me in my life. Let him help me. The Bible gives us a verse about that. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. We should run after the things of God as a reaction to how much he valued you and saved your soul. And you could have, he could have just said, they're not worth saving and let you die and go to hell. But he died for you, and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm not willing that any should perish, he said, but that all should come to repentance. God put you first when he let his son die in your place. So I want to spend the rest of my life putting him first. With my talent and my treasure and my time. Oh, how we all ought to do that in our own life. You might be saying, well, I don't value people the way that I should. You know, when we get away from God, we don't value people like we should. We need to get close to God. That's why this soul winning thing is so important of going and, and doing these surveys and things like this. Everybody ought to get involved. You might be the one to say, if I'm so valuable, when are people going to start recognizing how valuable I am and start treating me better? That's one way to look at it. But the songwriter said, all my life was filled with sin sin. When Jesus found me, oh, my heart was full of misery and woe. Jesus placed his strong and loving arms around me, and he led them in the way I ought to go. (coughs) No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other other friend so kind as he no one else could take the sin and darkness from me oh how much he cared for me a good parent who has has children and he wants them to develop into something that's valuable a parent tells his child yes or no about things all of their life. Why? Because he wants them to grow up and be valuable. And that's what. why there's things in the Bible that God tells you to do and things in the Bible that God tells you not to do. Why? Because he wants you to increase in value to the world and, and so on. And uh, you say, my parents don't value me because they just hold me back and keep me from what I want. Children are valued though by their precious parents. They recognize that that value and they're trying to help mold you into what God wants you to be and and so on. And God wants to mold you into what he wants you to be also. That's why there's directions in the word of God and that God says to do this and not do that and to be what we ought to be and so on. We think in the word of God of a, of, uh, Samson, he wanted his own way. He said, give me that girl. And mom and dad said, Samson, that's a Philistine woman. You don't need her. She, there's plenty of good Israelite ladies. No, 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 you don't. And he said, give me that girl. He wanted his way. And you know the story that he ended up losing his eyesight and died in shame. And one of these days we'll see Samson in heaven and so on. But God is worth you giving him everything you are. God's worth that giving him whatever he asks. There's no one that loves you like God loves you. Not anyone. Let God's love motivate you For the rest of your life. And say God. Whatever you want me to do. I'll do it. Wherever you want me to go. I'll go. Lord I want to be what you want me to be. Lord help me not to hold back. I know you love me so much Lord. You gave your son to die for me. That I could have eternal life. Romans 12 verse 1 says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know what's the responsibility of your worth since God values us so highly You ought to want to honor him. You ought to want to put him number one in your life. Does God come first for you? A dad came to his little girl when she was only four or five years old and he gave her a little set of fake pearls. She loved those fake pearls. Number one, she didn't know they were fake she loved those little fake pearls and and a few years passed and then dad came and said hey sweetheart would you give me those pearls oh no daddy they're my pearls I really love these pearls I'm not going to give them to you and dad says okay and he walks away sometime later he came back and said hey doll sweetheart would you give me those pearls oh no daddy I won't I won't give you those pearls. They're my pearls and they're so precious to me. And as she grew, one day she got convicted about being so stingy with her dad and thought, I'll give up these pearls for, for daddy. And he came and said, sweetheart, would you give me those pearls? And she says, yes, daddy. Here's the pearls. And she gave them to her daddy. Well, her daddy reached into his pocket and pulled out a little box and it had some genuine real pearls in it and she gave up her fake pearls and dad replaced them with some real pearls when she was willing to give up the old fake pearls to her dad you know when god wants something from you give it to him just give it to him when god wants something he has better things in store for you. I don't have time. But if I were to take the time, I could tell you dozens of stories of how through my life, God said, when I maybe at somebody's house, He said, you know that $100 bill you've got stuck in that secret part of your billfold? Give it to him.'" I said, Lord, are you sure? <laughs> and I'd reach in my billfold and pull out the $100 bill and gave it to him. and I've had people break down weeping in thankfulness when I do that sometimes invariably before a few days have gone by God's replaced the $100 with something else that is worth far more I've seen him do it over and over and over and over and over. I couldn't even tell you the stories without weeping. How good God has been. Do you know, how much is Jesus worth to you? Well, he's worth whatever somebody else is willing to pay. Judas sold him for 30 pieces of silver. What would you pay for Jesus? What's he worth to you? You know, how much is Jesus worth to you? Every day he comes to me with new assurance. More and more I understand his words of love. But I'll never know just why he came to save me till someday I see his blessed face above no one ever cared for me like Jesus no one else could take the sin and darkness from me oh how much he cared for me. Could we have every head bowed for a minute, and every eye closed? I'd like to ask a couple of questions. You say, Preacher, I'm saved. I, I know I'm going to heaven when I die. I'm born again. But God's spoken to me this morning. And I'd like to have prayer concerning my Christian life. Realizing how valuable Jesus is, I'd like God to help me to be more sensitive and submissive to his will for my life and doing what he wants. If you'd slip your hand up, I'll remember you in prayer. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. There's hands all over in the back and in the middle, way in the back. and God bless you in all three sections. God bless you. You can put your hands down now. Now let me ask you this. You say, preacher... If I died right now, I I don't know that I'd for sure go to heaven. I I doubt it. I don't know. But if you're doubting it and you don't know for sure, would you slip up your hand and let me remember you in prayer, preacher? I'd sure like to know. Just slip your hand up and hold it there a minute. Let's all stand for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, come to you today, Lord, and we're thankful that you answer prayer. We're thankful, Lord, that I'd suppose about 20 people, I would think, raised their hands this morning. God, I couldn't point all of them out exactly, but you saw every one of them. Lord, I pray that you would help these that raised their hands. Lord, if you're speaking to their hearts, help them to get their prayer answered in their heart. They want to be more submissive to you. They want to do what you want them to do in their life. They, they want to express their love for you, Lord, and they want to show you that they really do love you. And I pray that you would help them, Lord, as you lead them and direct them in their lives and, Lord, answer their request and their prayer. And Lord, many of these, they need to come to this altar this morning and pray and talk to you and get these things settled in their heart and their life between you and them. I pray that you'd answer these requests for Christ's sake. If anybody's not saved, may they come to the front and take my hand or the preacher's hand and Lord, we'll find somebody to show them exactly how they can get to heaven. While their heads are bowed and their eyes are closed and as the pianist or organist plays, God's speaking to your heart, slip out of your seat. Just say, excuse me, somebody's in the way and come to this altar and pray and did you really mean it a minute ago? You raised your hand, you wanted prayer. You want God to do something in your life. Don't, don't say no to the Holy Spirit of God when he's speaking to you. You just come up and kneel down at one of these altars. Or if you can't kneel, you can sit on the front pew or whatever you want to do. You just slip out. Some of are coming. What about you? Did you really, really want God to do something in your life? You really want to be surrendered to him? Will you Come. Will you spend some time talking to God to seal this decision in your heart and let God lead you and direct you in your heart and your life? If somebody's in the way, just say, excuse me. They'll let you out. Oh, how we need to be obedient when the Holy Spirit of God speaks to our heart. Many are coming. What about you? Are you serious about the Lord? Serious about putting Him first? Serious about making Him the Lord of your life? He's done so much for you. He died that you might have life.